Well, good day, everyone. Welcome to the journey again this week. It's the second Sunday of Lent, that period of time, about 40 days, where we journey towards the events of Easter, the events of our salvation. It's a time of, well, self-examination, time to allow God to transform our hearts, a time for repentance, a time for prayerfulness, a time for almsgiving. So handing things over to God, surrendering to God, but also reaching out and, uh, and being God's gift and grace to, to others and, and trying to do so as uh, a bit of a secret Christian, trying to do things that are things that God is aware of without seeking the, the accolades or the praise or even the knowledge from other people that, uh, that you're doing these things, just, just doing things that are loving and that are grace-filled, often just between yourself and God, not looking for the, for the accolades of people so that's the season we're in, and in the midst of that, we're going to be hearing from some uh, some great people this week. Great to have brother Lewis Harwood on the show. He's going to talk to us about how we meet God freely and authentically in, in a life of prayer. Great to have Marilyn Rodriguez, the urban contemplative. She writes for the Catholic Weekly in Sydney, which goes right around Australia, and she wants to talk to us about uh, relationships. Now, we can't outsource them. We can often outsource work, but relationships can't get outsourced. We... Um, We've got to put time and effort for family members and friends. We've got to put time and effort in for God too. Can't outsource relationships. You've got to be present. Going to hear from Sister Anastasia Reeves. She's um, she's fantastic. She's going to talk to us about what it means to be living an authentic life of service. Mother Hilda Scott from the Abbey is going to talk to us about the greater things, the greater things in life. And great to have Father Mark D. Batista on the show again this week. He's um, He's given us the gospel reflection. He called it a vision that sustains, and it's breaking up the gospel from Matthew 17, 1 to 9. And that story of uh, the transfiguration, how Jesus' face shone like the sun, and uh, Peter, James, and John got to witness that, really in the lead into, as, as a, hopefully an encouragement, hopefully something that they could hang on to in the midst of the trials that were, were coming and, and ahead. Now, the grace of Christ and his lordship accompanies us in those trials too. Anyway, Father Mark's going to break open that gospel for us now from, from the gospel of, of St. Matthew. We're going to hear the psalm sung as well this week, the psalm that would be, uh, be part of the scripture readings. That's Psalm 32. Lord, let your, your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. Great rendition of that. Recorded in the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong for this Lenten program that we've got called Triumph. And, and people are, are moving through that daily reflection on scriptures over the course of this six-week Lenten journey together as we move towards the events of Easter. Let's get into it, eh? There's plenty to get through and some great people to hear from. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy and you're on the journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain where they could be alone. There in their presence he was transfigured. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light. Suddenly Moses and Elijah appeared to them. They were talking with him. Then Peter spoke to Jesus. Lord, he said, it is wonderful for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when suddenly a bright cloud covered them with shadow, and from the cloud there came a voice which said, This is my son, the beloved. 
He enjoys my favour. Listen to him. When they heard this, the disciples fell on their faces, overcome with fear. But Jesus came up and touched them. Stand up, he said. Do not be afraid. And when they raised their eyes, they saw no one but only Jesus. As they came down from the mountain, Jesus gave them this order. Tell no one about the vision until the Son of Man has risen from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. And now, the Gospel Reflection with Father Mark de Battista. The event of the Transfiguration is presented to us by the Church on the second Sunday of Lent each year, so that in pondering this mystery of our Lord's glorified humanity, we may be brought into a deeper awareness of His divinity. In the first two weeks of Lent, we are presented with the two natures of Christ, humanity and divinity. But what did the privileged apostles actually see? Did they see Christ's divinity? The answer is no, because divinity is something that can only be seen in heaven and then by the mind, because God is pure spirit and human eyes can only see material things, not spiritual things. Hence, they did not witness Christ's divinity, but his glorified humanity, which now radiates forever in heaven. By allowing them to see his glorified humanity, our Lord wanted to reveal to his closest apostles his hidden nature. We know that Jesus only gradually reveals his identity as the Son of God, and this is the case in all four Gospels. The purpose of this is so that those who come to know Jesus will always recognize his true identity within a living relationship marked by faith. The appearance of Moses and Elijah reveals how both the law, symbolized by Moses, and the prophets, symbolized by Elijah, bear witness to the identity of Jesus Christ. From the other Gospel accounts, we know that these two witnesses are speaking with him about his passing in Jerusalem, which is code for his suffering, death and resurrection. Hence, through this vision, Jesus was preparing Peter, James and John for the shock of his passion and death, so that when the great trial of their faith comes to pass, they will not be defeated by what they see with their bodily eyes and be confirmed by what they have seen on the holy mountain. He wanted to strengthen them against the terrifying experience of beholding their Lord being treated shamefully so that as they look upon his suffering humanity, they will still keep in mind the divine glory revealed to them beforehand. This was not to be. Our Lord had tried to prepare them for his coming passion several times throughout the Gospels, yet they only seemed to have ears for the warning about his suffering while failing to comprehend his rising again on the third day. When it comes to our own journey of faith, there will also be our own dark moments when our faith will be put to the greatest trial and we may risk losing our trust in Christ. In a similar desire to prepare us for those moments of trial, our Lord equally prepares us by making clear what we need to know for those moments. I remember a priest telling me many years ago that he had had a vision during the consecration at Mass. He saw Christ placing a crown of thorns upon his head 
He did not understand what it meant at that time, but five years later, he experienced a deep depression that lasted till his death. It was only then that he understood the meaning of the vision, and the strength of this same vision sustained his faith that Christ loved him. In the same way, Christ loves us to the end, and His desire that we triumph is beyond our comprehension. May we recognize all the signs He gives us for our trials ahead, keeping in mind that the grace and the strength of Christ always accompanies us. You're listening to the Journey: Music, Interviews, and Wisdom for Living Life to the Full. Oh 
You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. A road to triumph this week shows us a little more of God and ourselves. I once heard someone say, all truth is God's truth. Therefore, if something is true, it is God's. Vatican II confirmed this in the document Declaration on the Relation of the Church to Non-Christian Religions. Likewise, other religions found everywhere try to counter the restlessness of the human heart, each in its own manner. The Catholic Church rejects nothing that is true and holy in these religions. In this spirit today, I invite you to join me in turning our eyes to a story from the Buddhist tradition. It is said that the Buddha was making his way to a distant land. There was a mountain to cross, and he simply took himself over the mountain. Needless to say, he was very exhausted when he had completed his feat. He was a portly sort of person, well endowed, you might say. He took some refreshing water from the cool, clear stream and sat on a sturdy rock under a shading, spreading tree. He closed his eyes and began to meditate. It happened that a trim, stately young soldier came by and seeing this overweight figure sitting on the rock, he scoffed, You look like a pig. The Buddha opened his eyes looked kindly at the soldier and said quietly, And you look like God. Caught off guard, the soldier asked the Buddha, Why do you say that I look like God? Well, the Buddha replied, I have just walked over the mountain and I thought of God. I saw him in the majesty of the place. I came to the cool waters of the stream And I thought of God. I saw him in the comfort and refreshment the waters brought me. I sat on this comfortable rock and I thought of God. I saw him in his care and concern for my well-being. I closed my eyes in prayer and I thought of God. So when I opened my eyes and saw you, Then it seemed to me that I was seeing God. You saw a pig. I wonder what you have been thinking about. Isn't it true? Let's ask ourselves, what have we been thinking about? Have you ever watched a truly frightening film before bed and had it replay itself in nightmares as you slept? Whatever fills your life comes out. I knew a little boy once, Jack Sin, whose home life was utterly awful. As a little lad of five, the other children in the class were wary of him. He treated them the way he was treated. He spoke to them as he was spoken to. What filled his little life was lived out in word and deed every day. And as a result... The sight and experience of kindness had no effect. He could not see past his own life. 
Peter, James and John went up a mountain with Jesus and saw a vision that they knew belonged to and was of God. They saw that vision because the greater things had now filled their consciousness. They saw what was already within them and they did not know it was there. You and I need no such mountain. We need only to fill our lives with what is good. Be people who talk with God and we will see God without any mistake. Here is a little known fact as well. God has his own transfiguration every day because he thinks of you and everywhere he looks, he sees you. He doesn't need to climb a mountain either. It's enough to think of you. Perhaps this week you might just make an effort to think gracious thoughts and you will be in line with God who only thinks gracious thoughts about you. Thanks to Mother Hilda Scott there. Um, That was just very powerful, talking about the greater things and uh, how Peter, James and John, we heard, went up in in the mountain today. Well... We might not have that experience and maybe we don't need it. But we, we have the opportunity to be people who talk with God and can draw him into our thinking and our, our acting and embracing the greater things. After the break, we're going to be hearing from Sister Anastasia Reeves and her input for this week from the Triumph Lenten series, Authentic Life of Service is what it's all about. That's after the break. Bit of music in the mix. We're going to hear from Francesca Battistelli, Run to Jesus, and Shane and Shane. The Worship Initiative, we're going to hear their song, Behold the Lamb 2. That's after the break. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. So glad you've joined us this week on The Journey. Hey, lonely. Hey, sad eyes. Hey, you who need some sunshine. All you got to do is open up the blinds. Hey, worry, hey, heartache, help is not that far away, yeah. Just open up your eyes. He'll be there, he'll be there every time.
together on the journey. Faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness.
Now another Lenten reflection from this year's Triumph series. Here's Sister Anastasia Reeves and her reflection for Wednesday the 8th of March from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 20, verses 17 to 28. Jesus does not offer prosperity or comfort in this life. Rather, he offers greatness in proportion to service and lowliness. In an oft-quoted address at the start of his pontificate, Pope Benedict XVI echoes Christ's message. Christ did not promise an easy life. Those who desire comforts have dialed the wrong number. Rather, he shows us the way to great things, the good, towards an authentic human life. With some significant exceptions, we in Australia do enjoy a prosperous and comfortable standard of living. From air conditioning to wonderful food, education and the wonders of modern medicine. Even so, we are plagued with depression, relationship breakdown, addiction, anxiety, and so on. It seems that what we have isn't what we really want. Something is missing. Viscount, later Saint, Charles de Foucauld, an indulged young Frenchman, troubled by the death of his parents when he was six, nonetheless enjoyed every luxury, even having servants awaken him at night to eat the foie gras he could not finish at dinner. Nevertheless, after a long search for purpose, taking him as far as the Sahara Desert, he discovered a desire for and joy in living in the lowest place. He spent his remaining years as a hermit in Algeria and serving him and his poor neighbours. Jesus, you know I want more than an easy life. Grant me the grace to pursue an authentic life of service for love of you. Amen. Thank you so much there to Sister Anastasia Reeves. She's uh, she's amazing. She's so clever. She's so well-formed. She's so prayerful and, and faithful. And she's um, made a really good point there that even in the midst of having so much stuff in the Western world, something is missing. She makes the point that those who desire comforts have dialed the wrong number. God isn't about giving us a comfortable life, but he wants to embrace great things, the good and the authentic human life in service of him. So thanks to Sister Anastasia Ruse there. We're just so lucky to have people like Sister Anastasia. We're going to be hearing from another fantastic woman of faith. After the break, we're going to be hearing from Marilyn Rodriguez. The urban contemplative is her God spot. Really lucky to have her. She writes for the Catholic Weekly. She does some great things in the Archdiocese of Sydney. She's a, a busy mum. She's a great writer. And she's going to talk to us about how you just simply can't outsource relationships. Bit of music though. Here's Keith and Kristen Getty, Christ Our Hope in Life and Death, and we're going to hear from Casting Crowns after the break as well. That'll be in the mix with Marilyn Rodriguez after the break. Faith, hope, love, and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and so pleased you've joined us this week on the journey.
Love and life. This is the journey. And now it's time for the urban contemplative. Here's Marilyn Rodriguez. Around the time my youngest child was starting kindergarten, an opportunity came up for me to begin working at the Archdiocese of Sydney, writing for the Catholic Weekly. One of the first things I realised I needed to do was hire a regular cleaning service for the house. And I also found a student who came one or two afternoons a week to hang out with my kids supervise their homework, do some ironing and making oil, or whatever else was needed. That meant I didn't have to worry too much about keeping the household running. It was great to have that level of support when I needed it to transition back into working full time. 
In our busy lives, whatever form that takes, it's, in, it's nice to have the opportunity to delegate some of our responsibilities to others if we can. But we all know that we can't outsource our relationships. No cleaner or babysitter can be expected to love and care for my family the way that only I can, even if they're much more proficient than me. I have to put in the time and effort to be there for my family and friends too. But sometimes I notice I can slip into outsourcing my relationship with God. I'll give you an example to explain what I mean. The 16th century Spanish mystic St. John of the Cross wrote about a tendency for some people to be forever collecting holy books or items or starting new devotions without really committing themselves seriously to following God. I think I've been a bit like this sometimes, relying a bit too much on being a consumer of the work of spiritual writers and speakers than doing the daily work of following Christ myself. In his book Dark Night, when writing about the problems of beginners in the spiritual journey, the saint wrote, Many never have enough of hearing counsels or, or learning spiritual maxims or keeping them and reading books about them. St. John goes on to say it's better not to want to know or have anything more than what's necessary to accomplish good works. To have your eyes fixed only on God, on being his friend and pleasing him, and not on our own feelings of fulfillment. I love reading about the lives of holy people and reading their writings or listening to their words or watching videos about them. But every now and then I realise I'm getting the feeling of being closer to God but haven't actually done something concretely to move in that direction, apart from reading books or watching YouTube. Jesus said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. No matter how spiritual my interests are, if I'm resting in the comfortable feelings they give me and not trying to love God and other people more every day, then I guess I've kind of missed the point. Does this resonate with you at all? If it does, at least, I guess, it's good to know when we've got a bit complacent in our closest relationships, especially with God. Great to have Marilyn Rodriguez, the urban contemplative. She writes for the Catholic Weekly in Sydney, which goes right around Australia. Relationships. Now, we can't outsource them. We can often outsource work, but relationships can't get outsourced. We um, got to put time and effort for family members and friends. We've got to put time and effort in for God, too. can't outsource relationships. You've got to be present after the break. Brother Lewis Harwood, in uh, his piece on the Triumph Lenten series, we're in the in the journey in Lent, and he wants to talk to us about meeting God freely and authentically, referencing both the Old Testament reading from Jeremiah and the Gospel of Luke, chapter 16, verses 19 to 31, about trusting in God. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and so pleased you've joined us this week on The Journey. I spent in vanity and pride Caring not my Lord was crucified Knowing not it was for me he died At Calvary By God's word at last my sin I learned then I trembled at the law I'd spurned Till my guilty soul imploring turned to Calvary There your mercy and your grace was free There your pardon multiplied to me There my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary 
Now I've given Jesus everything Now I gladly know Him as my King Now my raptured soul can always sing Of Calvary, yeah, yeah There your mercy and your grace was free There your pardon was There my burdens so found liberty at Calvary, yeah, Calvary. Oh, the love that drew salvation's plan. Oh, the grace that brought it down to man Oh, the mighty gulf that God did span at Calvary Yeah, yeah There your mercy and your grace was free There your pardon multiplied to me There my burden so found Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Now another Triumph series Lenten Reflection. This time it's Brother Lewis Harwood and his reflection for Thursday the 9th of March from the Gospel of Luke chapter 16 verses 19 to 31. The Australian singer-songwriter Paul Kelly has been composing songs for over 40 years. Kelly often writes across a wide range of topics and at times explores the sacred in contemporary culture and society. One of Paul Kelly's most touching songs, Meet Me in the Middle of the Air, was written in 2005 to honour his late mother and convey a beautiful tribute to her trust in God. In the first reading for today's liturgy from Jeremiah chapter 17, 5 to 10, we read about such a person. This theme is continued in the responsorial psalm in Psalm 11, where such a tree yields its fruit in due season and whose leaves never fade. Having trust in God can be viewed as a prerequisite for the journey of faith in living out the fullness of life. John chapter 10 10. In the Gospel of Luke chapter 16 19 to 31 
we read the parable of the rich man, which contrasts two characters in the eyes of God. Ultimately, wealth and poverty are both a problem and a paradox in society pertaining to those who have and those who do not have. In the Aussie context, we talk about having egalitarian values where a sense of fairness and equality contribute to sustaining the common good. Indeed, how can the wealth of having a deep trust in God help redefine the ways in which we serve and give charity? In addition, how does a spirit of simplicity help us deepen our relationship with Jesus to better triumph over greed and power? And do we believe in the resurrection to meet God without our attachments? This hope-filled parable for today teaches us about the importance of meeting God freely and authentically. Let us pray. God of life, thank you for the promise of eternal life in and through you. Amen. I am your true shepherd. I will lead you there. Beside still waters, come and meet me in the middle of the air. I will meet you in the middle of the air. I will lay you down in pastures green and fair. Every soul shall be restored. I will meet them in the middle of the air. Come and meet me in the middle of the air. Through the lonesome valley, my right hand stuff you bear. Fear not, that's dark shadow. Come and meet me in the middle of the air. I will meet you in the middle of the air With oil I shall anoint you A table shall I prepare Your cup will run it over I will meet you in the middle of the air Come and meet me in the middle of the air in my house you'll dwell forever You shall not want for care Surely goodness and mercy will follow you Come and meet me in the middle of the air I will meet you in the middle of the air Oh, Come and meet me as Paul Kelly, me in the middle of the air. Beautiful words, that song. A song that I understand he wrote in tribute to his mother's great trust and faith in God. He played that because it's referenced in the message we heard from Brother Lewis Harwood in uh, his piece on the Triumph Lenten series. We're in the in the journey in Lent. And he wants to talk to us, and well, he did speak to us, about meeting God freely and authentically. 
referencing both the Old Testament reading from Jeremiah and the Gospel of Luke, chapter 16, verses 19 to 31, about trusting in God. It spoke about the importance of of hope in that uh, in that God spot. And thank you, thank you to him, to Brother Lewis Harwood, and thank you to all of our contributors, to Marilyn Rodriguez, to Sister Anastasia. Great to have uh, Mother Hilda Scott on the show too. And to kick us off again, huge thanks to to Father Mark De Batista. He's uh, he's based at Port Kembla. He's doing great things in that parish. Pray for them at the moment. They're in the middle of a of an alpha, and uh, big numbers that are attending that too. Alpha, isn't it great? Lots of parishes are embracing that. Lots of Catholic parishes are em- embracing it. Thank you to Alpha Australia for the way that you're supporting our church and all of the churches, really, in in that tool of outreach and evangelization, bringing people to an encounter with the the truth of the gospel, the basic gospel, and the and the encounter with the Holy Spirit. We will be doing it all again next week as we move through the Lenten season. Thanks to Max Norton who's put this show together. Thanks to all of our partnering radio stations all around Australia. Really privileged and honoured to be uh, contributing to the great work that you are doing constantly in the communities around Australia. And we, uh, we hope and trust that this show is, is bringing new life to, to you and your listeners. We're just grateful and humbled to be, uh, to be contributing. Check us out at jcr.org.au if you want to. We'd love to hear from you. You can access this show, previous shows. You can go and have a have a look at the section where we group, you know, you might really like Mother Hilda Scott stuff. Well, you can go and hear all the stuff that we've ever played from Mother Hilda and, and work through that. I know a lot of people do use this as the basis for some of their small group stuff that they do with their churches during the week. You're welcome to it. It's there and freely available. Better get going. Faith, hope. Love and Life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and you have been on The Journey. The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norden on Darawal Country in the office of the Bishop for the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.